0: Hey everyone, welcome to Becoming a Bible Nerd. I'm Kerry Hunt, and I'm so glad that you are joining us today. We are a listener-supported ministry, and so if you've been blessed by becoming a, becoming a Bible Nerd and feel led to give, you can do so by clicking on the website becomingabiblenerd.com and on the giving link. We are currently in our summer chat series, and this is a time where we are in between Bible studies, and we're going to talk about all things um, Christian or biblical worldview. And today, we are talking about how and when to tell your kids about sex. So I'm going to just give you a quick warning. This isn't going to be a kid-friendly podcast. So if you have little ones around, you might want to put on a set of earbuds or listen later. And so we're going to get started. I'm going to give a little bit about my background this morning as we get started and just how I was raised and according to this topic. Um, My parents were saved when I was three years old, and they really did a 180. They were completely living in the world with no um, major moral compass, uh, doing whatever they wanted to do to bring joy and happiness and fulfillment. And When I turned three, someone at my dad's work led him to the Lord, and it radically changed the trajectory of our family. And they basically changed overnight. And my dad was really blessed by having some amazing people disciple him and my mother. And so it really changed a lot of how they raised us. They were very intentional about having faith talks and God moments with us, which we'll be talking about what those look like later this summer. But I do know that when I was young, when I was in third grade, they decided to have this talk with me about sex. They wanted me to hear it first from them before I learned about it in school. And as you can imagine, I was mortified and never wanted to talk about it again. So we basically didn't. <laughs> and... Well, we didn't talk about it for a long time. And then my brother, who was five years younger than me, the joke kind of was, well, that was so awkward that we're just going to let Carrie have that talk with him. Completely joking. But I don't even know if they ever sat down with him and had a formal talk. Well, fast forward to Newly and I having kids. Um, We had two baby. I had a baby at home and a two and a half year old and this topic was not even on my radar. But one day I walked into my bathroom and my oldest who was two and a half at the time had her diaper off. She was laying on the ground and she was completely exploring herself. And so I panicked and didn't know what to do and felt like I needed to give her a reason why she shouldn't be doing that. So I quickly just said, oh, we don't want to get our fingers dirty. And we washed our hands and moved along. Well, at that point, I decided to start doing some research. I had gone to a parenting conference and was suggested this book, How and When to Tell Your Kids About Sex. And I started reading it and literally... Every, it wasn't even just on that one bathroom incident. There were other things that were little that I didn't even think twice of, but everything that I was telling my girls communicated something completely opposite than what the Bible communicates. One thing that is not dirty and we don't want to use the words with dirty, that it is dirty. We want to celebrate this as God's gift to humanity. And so there were so many things that I thought I never even thought about it. This is just what I was told or this is what my friend's parents told him. And so I was repeating it. This book is such a good tool. I'm not going to really go through it because it's not mine to tell, but I do want to encourage you from any age, starting if you have newborns in your house up till you have seniors, this is a great tool and it will bring you through all different scenarios and all different age groups. It will teach you as a parent um, the truth about sex and then uh, it gives you real life situations on how to handle and navigate through hard conversations. And so this Really, kind of directed on how directed newly and I on how we're going to raise our kids according to the subject. So, I am going to go through this morning some mistakes that Christian parents make because, like, like I said, the only manual we have is the Bible, but most of the time we go on tradition and church doesn't talk about this subject traditionally, and so neither do we. And the few parents like mine who were like, Well, we are going to tackle this. Um, They had no tools to use and it was awkward and I felt awkward and so then therefore they felt awkward and so they just decided not to do it again. So a couple of mistakes that parents make. One, we often wait way too long to have this talk. Kids, especially in this day and age, know what sex is from a very early age. I think that most kids, if they have a cell phone, are exposed to pornography by the age of eight studies are showing, and your silence on the issue communicates that, or I'll say our silence, our silence communicates that this subject is off limits and that we are not a good source to go to. Um, Another thing is that the first time, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we want them to have a biblical worldview, so this is a subject that we have to tackle. The goal is to prepare them to become adults who have the ability to share emotional intimacy, sexual intimacy, and spiritual in- intimacy in the healthiest sense. So we have to talk about this in a healthy way, and it's not. We don't want to communicate it's a subject that's taboo. So, funny story is I have a friend that said that her mom tried to have this talk with her in high school and she was mortified. Um, She was probably having sex at that point and um, it really is too late. Even in third grade when my parents started this conversation, it was so awkward. And so, what I have learned on this journey is the earlier you start, and I'm not saying I sat down with Edie at two and a half and told her how to make a baby. But when you start having these, these conversations at that early of an age about sexuality, it becomes more comfortable okay so another mistake that we make is we um when we do teach it like i had shared at the very beginning we communicate the wrong message sex is not dirty it is not something bad but sometimes we tend to communicate this so that we scare our kids away um from it so that they'll stay away from it altogether but this leads our young children to live in shame if they mess up and sometimes they carry this idea that it's dirty and bad into their marriages. And I've literally talked to to young women who have that hard time. Maybe they've saved themselves. So that part was a win. But then they don't know how to navigate flipping that switch where it's all of a sudden okay. Because they were told or communicated to um, in some sort of way that sex is something bad. And so we want to give positive messages. They're best. God really doesn't give us a list of don'ts in the Bible. He gives us a list of this is how you live your life to the fullest. Obey me. And if you live your life within this set of boundaries, you are going to be safe and you are gonna be emotionally and physically healthy. And that's what we want. Just like when you give your kid a ball and you live near a busy road, you are gonna give them parameters. Like we want you to use this ball, we want you to have fun, we want you to make memories with it, but there are parameters. One of them is if it goes into the road, you don't just get to run and chase it because you can get hit by a truck and die. And so that is exactly what God is doing. Instead of us just starting off saying, you can't go into the road, you can't do this, you can't do that. Hey, no, we're going to talk about how this is good, but to be safe, these are the parameters. So we are going to communicate that sex is a wonderful gift from God, and he wants us to enjoy it, and he gives us the best as long as we stay in these perimeters. The win is our kids will prosper because of their obedience to God. There's numerous scripture to back this up, not just with um, the issue of sexuality, but with anything. Our obedience leads to blessing and prosperity. Our kids will prosper in their safety, and they will also be more likely to prosper in their marriage because they practice God's rules of having sex within biblical boundaries. We also need to teach them what to do when they miss the mark, not just in sex, but in anything in life. We need to let our kids know that when we go out of the boundaries, there is a process, and that includes repentance. Well, confession, repentance, we receive grace and we start fresh. Repentance is turning away from sin. So if we're not um, teaching our kids this, one, they will live in a great deal of shame, but two, they'll have this idea, well, I've already messed up once, so why even try? I've already given away my virginity. Well, the 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 issue is just like if your kid runs into the road when they're three or four chasing a ball, you're going to spank their hands. Maybe you're going to take their ball away because you don't want them to repeat that. The same thing with sex. We need to confess that to God, but he wants us to turn away from it because it's still going to be dangerous. It's not that he wants us to be perfect and never make this, um, this decision to abuse it. And once we do, well, oh, well, we threw that away, just might as well do whatever we want now. No, he's saying that this is dangerous, but through repentance and receiving of grace and by his blood, we are washed clean and we can get back within the boundaries and be safe. So the goal is not to raise perfect kids, but the goal is to raise kids that know how to navigate in a life of God's boundaries and what to do when we mess up. One of my favorite things that I read when I was studying a Christmas series for Advent was that Zachariah, John the Baptist's dad, was um, blameless before God. And when I did a deeper study, it didn't say that he was perfect or sinless. And that's kind of what we do when we read that. We just think, oh, he never made any mistakes. But that word blameless meant he was quick to repent and get right with God. And I think that is the win in this Christian parenting world is to teach our kids about repentance and God's amazing grace and what repentance means. It's not saying I'm sorry, but it's literally turning the other way and going into the direction God has called us to. So not perfect kids, but godly, holy kids. Okay, so another mistake we make is that we have one talk With them and we think oh we can pat ourselves on the back we can check that off the list we had our one talk while the world spreads a message every single day through songs books magazines billboards poster internet tv shows movies and more we have to be intentional about becoming parents who are approachable on the subject, that they feel safe to ask us anything. This conversation has to be ongoing through the years. Many parents have the attitude, well, they're going to do it anyway, so why even try? But those parents have their eyes set on a generation that didn't talk about it at all. And so they're going against the world's view that is just bombarding them with it. But if we have conversations, your conversation, your view on things carry such a huge weight. This was by God's design that when we have these conversations, you can't even imagine the impact that it will have on your child. I once, well, I grew up with a girl that had a very wild stint, very wild stint in high school. And she ended up coming back to Jesus, and uh, before she graduated, had decided to go off to Bible school, and um, while we were there, I was there with her, while we were there, she was sharing with me that in all of her wild escapades, she never gave up her virginity, and she said, this is something that was important to my dad, we had talks, he gave me a ring, and I know some of you are rolling your eyes right now, I think that what I learned in this situation is a youth pastor can give a ring, and that might be something that the kids try to do for a week to stay pure. But when her father gave her this ring and said, I love you, I want you to stay pure, she said that literally was what got her through those years of remaining pure was this heart connection she had with her dad. And um, so I just think it's amazing. Our influence and the conversations that we have our kids carry so much weight. So, another mistake we make is we make it awkward and weird. <laughs> and no matter how awkward and how weird, we must not convey that we're uncomfortable to our kids. They will shut down and never talk to us about it. And accuracy is best. I think it is, well, you'll learn through this, and I've learned through experience that we need to just tell them like it is. Talking about the birds and the bees and having all this weird language just confuses kids. So, we tell them the truth. Now, on our everyday talk about our private parts, we might have nicknames for them. But when we are talking about sex, we use the right words just so there is no confusion. And again, we have to say it where it is not awkward. We have a straight face. And I'll share some of my experiences in just a minute. But um, one of the things that I've noticed is even just parents telling their children how a baby got out of their belly is awkward for the parents. And so there's all kinds of stories that I've heard on how babies get out. And if you just tell them at this early age, the truth about it, they don't think it's weird and they don't think it's awkward and they just understand it and, and think that it's a beautiful thing. So just tell them the goal is to make it normal in a place where they feel comfortable asking your questions. So once I, um, got this book from the workshop that I went to and started reading it, I decided I was going to be all in on this journey. And one of the things that I love about this series, it's by Stan and Brenna Jones. Again, it's called How and When to Tell Your Kids About Sex, A Lifelong Approach to Shaping Your Child's Sexual Character. The book is the parent's guide and it helps you understand things that maybe. In the biblical sense that you've never been taught but then they have a series of books that go along with their parent guide and you buy them and they're just paperback books that you can get off of Amazon and they wrote it and it's for you it's to help you navigate these conversations with your children so book one is called the story of me and it is for ages um, of kids three to five. So at age three, you can start having these conversations. And it's a, a, like I said, it's a little paper book and it has pictures in it. And it's just talking about like, I'm... A mom has a belly button or we all have belly buttons and what's that for and it might go through the anatomy of how boys and girls are different and it's just really lighthearted. it doesn't get into anything deep but it's just introducing some things about our bodies and then book two is for ages five to eight and it is entitled before i was born and it is going to go just a little bit deeper talking about things that, um, uh, uh, about this subject and you are going to be surprised at how deep it goes. I mean, it goes, it ends up telling you how to have a baby, but it doesn't in such a safe and, um, it, it it's just it's such a great tool. That that's what I can say. Um one one of my experiences was that my oldest absolutely loved this time with her and I she thought that it was special, it was exciting to her, she's very inquisitive, so she just ate this up. The books continue. And so that's when it gets really awkward because your kids are older. They understand and you're talking about things that you never dreamed that you're going to be talking about. But again, having your game face on and acting like this is totally normal for you helps when they hear things at school and they want to get clarity and understanding, not from the Internet, but from you. They will come to you and you can have really um, biblically based conversations with them. So a couple things that I have experienced is while my oldest is super curious and she loves everything about this and she wants to know more. My second born is just very private. Um, and even when we laugh at her, because even when she's picking out her clothes, fully dressed in her pajamas, she's going to lock the door. Anytime she's going to the bathroom, she locks the door. She's just as private as can be. So when I read these books with her, um, at a very early age, she just wasn't even interested. Um, You know, so like the first book ranges from three to five. I started at three. I could tell she could care less about this. So we tackled it again at five. Afterwards, she was kind of like, ugh. You know, I don't want to talk about this. I don't like it. I want to encourage you, don't let this you shy away from this. So maybe we don't have near as many conversations with her because she just doesn't have that interest. We still have ongoing conversations with her because we want her to know from us. Now, uh, Because of this, this leads to some very, very interesting conversations with your kids. And there have been times where my curious one is since she is not afraid to ask us questions and she thinks and processes these things. I'm telling you, it was after we read book two, probably a good six months after we read book two, which really goes into how a mom and dad make a baby. She, six months later, was sitting in the hallway in the dark one day, and I passed by and she goes, I need to tell you something. And I squatted down and she asked, Have you and daddy only done that thing to make a baby twice for me and for Salem? And As much as I wanted to say, yes, sweetie, and leave, I knew from the books, from the study, I need to be honest. And this is a great God moment where I can teach her that this is a gift that God gave us not only to make babies, but it is also a gift to build intimacy with husbands and wives. And I keep it short. And um, sometimes she asks questions that I'm not ready for her to know. And that's okay. I just say, you know what? We'll talk about that later when you're a little bit older. And so I have two ends of the spectrum, one that doesn't want to talk about it at all and one that wants to know too much. And we just navigate through both of these. Um, let's see. Just kind of going through some of the things. So, I hope this gives you encouragement to get started on this topic. Now, if you're one of those that you're like, oh no, my kid's in sixth grade and we haven't had one of these conversations, it is okay. It is not too late to start. It's best the earlier we start, but start having these conversations. I promise you, you will not regret it. So, I do want to talk about um, the tools out there. So, we have the How and When to Tell Your Kids About Sex series, and they have God's Design for Sex for the children on Amazon. You can buy those books for the ages. There is another curriculum out there that you can get on Amazon and it's called Learning About Sex for the Christian Family. Um, Why Boys and Girls Are So Different I think is the first one for ages when they separate it. Like this book would be specifically for girls and you can get the boys uh, version too for ages four through six. I think that my kids actually like these or Salem actually liked this book better. Um, it's the same idea where they walk you through conversations. They have illustrations in the book, and it's age appropriate. And then there is a couple of other books that I wanted to recommend, especially for you girls, you parents of girls that are in middle school. The Secret Keeper by Dana Gresh. The Delicate Power of Modesty is an amazing book. It's a short read. It's just a little bitty book. And it really teaches the power that God gave women and how beautiful that power is for using our bodies um for our husband but it also teaches in a very easy to understand way of how a boy's mind works and so what why it's important to be modest and i just i really loved the breakdown of it even just as an adult when i was reading and i thought i learned things that i never knew and i never even considered so the secret keeper the delicate power of modesty is great for middle school reads there is another book called the talk and it's by Luke, G-I-L-K-E-R-S-O-N. And it is seven lessons to inter- introduce your child to biblical sexuality. And it's just like in a little workbook form. And it kind of gives you just seven different lessons. Kind of goes through um, a faith talk with you. You could maybe do that. Take a month or take two months. And and maybe once a week kind of go through these talks. And that would be great. Another book series for you younger parents that was just fun. We enjoyed going through this. There's a book out there called The Princess and the Kiss by Jenny Bishop. The story of God's gift of purity. And it's just a precious fairy tale about a girl who her parents wanted her to save her kiss and it came time for her to marry and different princes came and one would be like one that promised her adventure. One promised her riches. One had all the looks and the muscles. But she ends up marrying... Um, just a humble, sweet boy, and she had saved her kiss for him, and it's just a cute fairy tale story. There is a boy version that I did not look up, and it has something. It's called a something in the squire, not sure. But this book also comes with a parent guide, it's a separate purchase, life lessons from the princess and the kiss, and there's tons of faith hawks in there, so we read the book, and then we went through the series one semester, every Sunday night, we would just crawl into bed, and each chapter takes a different um, topic that is in the book, like um, I just flipped over into chapter 11, God wants to guard us against pride, it's one of the the Prince's was full of pride, and it has just little creative things for you to do, little prayers to pray, a memory verse. Um, one of the chapters is actually going to discuss salvation, and it was just a sweet moment for you to, to have with your child, um, and it was great. Anyway, so there's that. Um, so in conclusion, I just want to encourage you out there to, to start having these conversations. If you want further help, please reach out to us. If this podcast was helpful, reach out to us because we are gathering, Um, ideas and plans to have a parenting conference where we'll have different breakout sessions according to the age bracket that your kid is in. And I'm looking at late November to do this. This is just kind of on the idea board right now. But we'll be giving you more information about that. But there will be different topics on biblical parenting because ideally, your job, and our job, our job is to be the primary Faith trainer. Your kids will carry their faith into adulthood if you impart it into them. Going to church is just simply not enough. Trusting the Sunday school teachers is simply not enough. In fact, They are there to just support what you are imparting into them, but we've kind of lost how to do this through the years because there was a generation, there was a time where the church says, hey, parents, let us disciple your kids, and that is just not God's way. Look at Deuteronomy 6. Read through that and it will really explain more. So this conference that we're, parenting workshop that we're talking about will help put tools in your hands on how to be the primary faith trainer. We are in this together. It definitely takes a village. I'm glad that you tuned in today and I will see you next week. Happy reading.